0: Well last week we spoke about lost and found and it was concerning the prodigal son and his brother. Well today I'm following up on that and we're going to spend a little more time with the brother um, and, and look at that. And the title of the message today is a distraction or a revelation. <laughs> a distraction or a revelation. Now a distraction is something that makes it difficult to think or pay attention. So, some of you may find it hard to follow along as long as you're looking at the paper tiles on the altar. (laughs) That would be a distraction, all right? But the um, distraction also is something that amuses or entertains you so that you do not think about a problem, work, or some other experience. And a distraction is a state in which you are very annoyed or upset. And a revelation is something that is revealing, something that causes us to see something more clearly or understand something more perfectly. So what is the opportunity we need for life to be revealed to us at its best? What are the opportunities? If there was one thing you would think of that could reveal your life, and make your life the best of all that it could be, what one thing would it be? What one thing in your life that would happen that would make you happy and reveal and give you all the wonderful things in life? Any one thing? How about winning the lottery? Yeah? (laughs) That isn't in the Bible. Okay, but... uh, you know, that's presented to us. You know, like the one one family, they said, Do you have a retirement? And he goes, Well, yeah. Well, what is it? He says, I play the lottery every day. <laughs> so that's not what we mean. You know, because often it is put to us that life is a gamble, and that if you take the right chances, if you have the right numbers, if you play at the right time. You have the opportunity to take home a bundle. Well, the opportunity to win major, major prizes is as likely as you being struck with lightning four times. (laughs) Something to that effect. So the likelihood of you being struck by lightning once isn't quite enough to win the big lotteries. You've got to be struck four times in order to win the big one. And then, of course, we, the statistic is all major money winners are bankrupt in five years. Most, 98% or whatever, some astronomical number of major winners are bankrupt in five years. So what is it that we need it is, that would be a revelation that would be, bring to us satisfaction and bring to us an awareness that life for me is really important and very different? Well, spiritually... We have one goal, and that goal is to follow Christ, to know his word, and allow his word to speak to our hearts and life. And Christ has one goal, and that goal that Christ has for us is to be filled with his spirit so that everything that we would do would be empowered by God and his words and his, his life and his spirit and his leading and all that would be part of us. So, let's read a little bit of the story that we spoke of from last week in Luke chapter 15. The prodigal son. Well, the couple of facts about the prodigal son. He was the younger of the two brothers. His declaration, I want right now what's coming to me. So, his father was wealthy, and by all means, he wanted his inheritance... (laughs) Now he wasn't willing to wait until his father died. He wanted it right away. So the father, as wise as he is, saw that he needed that his son needed uh, his inheritance, and he gave it to him. He left him go. Well, what happens? He goes off to a far country. He squanders it with gambling and women and and everything he could, and by The time he ended up in a few years or a short period of time, we're not really told the time frame, he's completely broke, he is uh, starving, and he is feeding the pigs. (laughs) And as feeding the pigs, he himself cannot even eat what he feeds the pigs because the pigs have more value than he does, so he's not even allowed to eat them. So in this lowest point of pain and sorrow and whatever he comes to himself. And he comes to his senses and he says, you know what, back home with my father, even my father's servants have three square meals a day, I'm going to go home, confess my sins, my faults to my father, that I'm sorry for my life, and I'll come in as the lowest of his servants because even that is a better place than where I'm at. Well, when the the prodigal son's returning home, the father is watching for him, this is Jesus, his depiction of God the Father's looking for people who have gone astray, people who have gone off on their own ways, that it's I, me, and my, I lived my life, I did it all my way, you know, and we've hit bottom. So while he's a, a long way off, the Father sees him coming. He runs out to him, embraces him, kisses him, puts a robe on him, put a ring on his finger, and celebrates his return and he knows the intent of his heart, and he's willing to come home, and he, everything's forgiven, and we can start all over again. So we're going to have a big feast and a big time together. Well, Jose, do you have that little video? We, we, this little video that came up with, that Jose brought up last week, kind of speaks of this I, me, and my life that we live in. And how that, it has its effect on us. Now, to those, yeah. (laughs) To those of you who don't know what he was saying, that's okay. (laughs) But to those of you who do, we get the picture. That life has become kind of me and my focused to the point that we can be lost in our own little worlds. And this is what happened to the prodigal son. He was lost in his own world of me and my and what he was going to get and what he was going to do. And he was lost to himself and lost to his family, and he had nothing of which to communicate with and find himself in a place of being comforted. Well our text today is about the older brother. Once there was once there, the, the son was home, and the kill the fatted calf and the big, uh, big to-do, the big parties going on, the older brother comes. And this is verse 25. All this time his older brother, his older son, was out in the field. And when the day's work was done, he came in. As he approached the house, he heard the music and dancing. Calling over one of the houseboys, he asked, what's going on? He told him, your brother came home. Your father has ordered a feast, barbecued beef and wings. I added wings. Okay. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't in the original translation, Barbecued beef and wings. Okay, because he has him home safe and sound. The older brother stalked off in anger, sulking and refused to join in. Now, what we have here is older issues. (laughs) You know, uh, I don't know about you, but all of us are, maybe, unless you're an only child, you have sibling rivalries. (laughs) You have sibling things that between you and your brothers and sisters, you have these little family feuds, (laughs) and not on TV family feuds, but we have these family feuds where we have our own distractions and our own little things. And at the funeral this week, we were discussing some of those family uh, heirlooms, (laughs) Uh, fruit of the looms, and things that, uh, you know, dirty laundry that kind of got hung out to dry. Well, Anyhow, we have this this older brother, he stalked off, and he had some issues. And he left me, you know, and, you know, I I understand this, maybe my other brothers would understand it better than me, that I always went places and they got stuck with the chores. (laughs) You know, when it was football season, I never got home till 7 o'clock or whatever, so I always missed my chores. And so my brother who was next to me, always said, well, the only reason you play football is to get out of the chores, and I have to do your chores. And so that was kind of an all, always an issue. So we find that the younger brother took off and left the older brother with all of the chores and all the, pro- all the problems that went on around the family inheritance, the family farm, and, and uh, with their cattle and sheep and so on. And now... He comes home, he gets a party, and he probably wants his share again because he already took it. Well, his father came out. Now, this is the father coming to the older brother. His father came out and tried to talk to him, but he wouldn't listen. And this is where last week I asked the question, what do you think the father would have tried to say to his older son? What do you think the father would say to his older son about his reactions to his brother coming home? Well, let me put it to you this way. If you have a problem with your siblings, older or younger, what would God have to say to you to make it right? Hello? (laughs) How would God, what would God say to you and how that you're going to get over this issue, around this issue, what would the Father have to say to you to make it work? You need a crying towel? <laughs> That's not what these are for. But uh, we, would, we would, you know, what would, we have? Well, I, you know, uh, God, you, what do you want me to say? You know, it's all my fault and my brother's all right and I'm all wrong and he's correct or she's correct? Well, let's go on. The son said, so you know he has a problem here. The son said, the older brother said, look how many years I've stayed here serving you never giving you one moment of grief (laughs) kids did you ever create any grief for your parents no that's okay just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page (laughs) you never caused any problems for your parents and you did your chores without any hesitations absolutely (laughs) we can do those things and say those things with the utmost confidence that god has heard our prayers and our statements that I always did my chores without grief. So the son says, I stayed here, never giving you one moment of grief, but have you ever thrown a party for me? You know, have you ever given me a party? Maybe I should leave and come back so you're throwing me a party, all right. So, did you ever feel used or forgotten? I have to wait a little while for that to sink in you have to rehash all of those things in your life. I don't know if I've ever felt used or forgotten. Probably never. Paula, have you ever felt used or forgotten? Okay, tell that mom right there, straighten her out. Yeah, straighten her out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah too late. You ever felt unappreciated? Tired of doing good and the bad guys get the reward? You see, the older brother doesn't have any wrong feelings here. Huh? They're all justified. Why? Because he had a good reason. His brother left, took his money and his wealth, and left me with everything, taking care of having to listen to dad all the time, telling, giving directions. <laughs> well, then he said, I like this part too, Then his son, this, then, this, this is, this is dad trying to tell son what's going on. And son comes back with this son of yours. (laughs) He's not my brother. He is your son. (laughs) I like that distinguishing mark there. He is not my brother. He is your son who has thrown away, it's your son that you gave everything to, he has gone away with your money and he has spent it on women and shows up and you go all out with a feast. Ha, ha, ha. See? So, it's all been out of shape. All ramped up to not only kill the fatted calf, but kill his brother. (laughs) So, what does the father say? This is, this is the point. This is the part of the whole sermon. His father said, son. <laughs> what does he say? Son. Son. <laughs> you don't understand. Now, if your dad came to you and after you're upset with your siblings and he says and dad says to you, David, you don't understand. And what would you say? You don't understand. (laughs) Dad, you haven't got a clue what you're saying. You know, we would, you know, we're right there with the elder brother. I mean, you know, we you know, we've stayed behind and everybody else has gone on, you know. Well, son, you don't understand. And what he was replying to here was not what the brother is thinking about what has happened to him, he is telling, the father is telling the elder brother what the father is giving to him. He's missing this. The older brother is looking at what was taken away from him, the money that his brother took, the being stuck with all the chores, uh, being used and neglected, (laughs) abused, forgotten, and never had a party. And The father is saying, son, you don't understand. It's not about you staying here and working and about a party being given. I want you to know something. You're with me all the time. And everything that is mine is yours. (laughs) Wait a minute. Okay. You're all upset because you've been forgotten and neglected and all that stuff and the father says to you everything that is mine is yours okay in our this is our heavenly father speaking to us now that everything that god has belongs to you that you have an inheritance that is greater than anything that has ever been squandered by your brother you have something that no one can replace and that no one can take from you. You see, and what happens in our life whenever we see people getting ahead <laughs> that use trickery and robbery and lies, whenever we see things done illegally and not being caught, you know, in, we, we, we really have it good. In, in foreign countries, bribery and whatever you can't do anything without bribery you know even when david and michael one of the things that even little things that, david was uh, pulled over by a cop in el salvador and he the el salvadorian didn't have a cop he uh, didn't have a car he was just standing on a street corner and he just waved him down told you know he stopped out stood out in front of the car and made david stop and he said well, what did i do and he says well i want your passport I want your driver's license. I want your identification. I want your. I mean, it's like, for what? Well, you did a U turn. He wants a U turn and he wants, he doesn't have anything to write it up. He wanted to take his passport. He wanted to take his wallet. He wanted to take his credit cards. He went, and David says, What do you want? The guy says, You go over to that store and buy me four Cokes and you can leave. <laughs> So David went over to the co- store, bought four Cokes, put them on the counter, and walked out. And The guy gave him his passport and everything back, and he left. <laughs> now, that's just for, and again, what we say, the, what, what a crooked policeman. Well, hey, in that country, their life expectancy is not too long as a policeman because they cannot stop violent crime. Down there, violent crime is you just shoot people and walk away. You run over people on the street. you're driving down the highway, and there's a person laying on the side of the road. They're not sleeping. They're dead. Now, were they shot or run over? Don't know, but they're dead laying on the side of the road. There's no ambulance. There's no police. There's no 911. They're just laying dead on the side of the road. So when you're driving along there, and you look at this, and, you know, what we see and what we're encountering in life, where are we apt to say, well, you know, some people get along with get away with anything, And what happens, and this is the distractions of life. These are the distractions as as Christians. Somebody else gets a job. Somebody else gets a promotion. Somebody else gets, somebody else has. And we're overlooked, we're seemingly forgotten. We did all the right things, we did all the good things, and it doesn't work out for us. That's us telling the Father you know what? I'm tired of doing good. I'm tired of this and that and everything. Every these people get parties and they have all this stuff. They get their picture on the front of papers and magazines and they make all this money and they are wealthy and they drive around in this and they wear this and they live so on. And these are distractions because if, what does it profit the man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? You see, we have recognized the value of our soul. And the Father tells us, the Heavenly Father tells us in His Word, everything I have is yours. So if we put together all of the wealth of all of the movie stars and all the wealth of Donald Trump and all the wealth of Fort Knox and we don't make heaven, we're poverty. We're poverty stricken. But if we have Christ as our Savior and know that God is in us and living in us, we have hope of eternal life and we have hope that God has a plan for us. Now, one of these characteristics of this illustration is that what God has for me is mine. Okay? God has this for me in my life, the blessings that he wants to put into my life. Now, one of the mistaken Things is, if I don't use this, God will give it to somebody else. It's not true. (laughs) You come right here. Thank you. Now, this is mine that God has promised to me. If I don't use it, God's going to give it to her. Fat chance. (laughs) Not that you're going to be fat. I'm fat, she's skinny, and what, I, what belongs to me, she can't wear it. You wouldn't wear this, would you? I didn't think so. So anyhow, you see, what God has for me is mine, and if I don't use it, it sits in mothballs. But God has a purpose and a plan for her life, and it's all here. And every time, you see, everything that God has for your life is in all of his promises. <laughs> and what we have to do is learn how to apply those promises to our life. We have to do things. <laughs> like she went to school. She's gone to school. She's made a, a lot of good things, a lot of good moves. And they work together at school once in a while. She got a job at the school. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. But you see, that's not the end, that's the beginning. And you see, that, that job, that's that, you know? And then these are God pouring things into her life. And you know what? If she don't pray, these things aren't just going to fall out of the heavens, you know? It's not going to just fall out of the heavens. She has to pray and ask them. She has to pray and seek, you know, God, give me a good score on the test. Guess what? she got to study. <laughs> I want, you know, I, got to, I, need a, I need a college education. Guess what? she got to go to college. But you got to pray for it. And, well, I don't have the money to go to. Oh, that's where God comes in. You can pick up your role, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you can't take it home, though. <laughs> no, you can take it home. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, but you see, Rhonda says, what are you going to do with all those paper towels? I, I got an illustration. <laughs> So, but okay, you can keep those though. Okay. <laughs> Here. <laughs> oh, I used the wrong one. That was her role. <laughs> but you see, what happens is God has things for our life that is yours and yours only. And if you don't use them, I don't pray about them, I don't call on God for them. Guess what? They never, they never get used you know i heard the illustration that when we die and we go to heaven okay and this is a pretty good one i like this one too when you die and go to heaven you see this huge warehouse you know and there are all these names on these warehouse and you go to heaven and you start looking down the warehouse and your name is on one of those doors in that warehouse and when you open up the door and you go in there There was all of the unused blessings that God wanted to put into your life but you weren't willing to receive. All of the things that God wanted to do in our lives are sitting in our warehouse, unused, because we didn't have enough faith to believe that everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. And guess what? You can't get what's in my warehouse, because God has a warehouse full for you, and you, and you, see? So each of us have an abundance of what God wants to do in our life, but we refuse to tap it because You know what? My brother got a party, and he got a calf, and he got a party, you know, and they killed the calf, and they all ate, and they all had a good time, and I didn't get anything. (laughs) Distraction. (laughs) What does God want to do in your life? Well, if he's willing to bless my brother with a party after he's won off and squandered everything, Wow, what is God going to do for me for being faithful to what he wants? And what does God want to put in my life? And what does God want to bless me with? See, we we look at this and we say it's it's all messed up. But it's not messed up. These are just distractions. Son, you don't understand. (laughs) You don't understand. You're with me all the time and everything that is mine is yours. This is a wonderful time. And we had to celebrate for your brother. This brother of yours was dead and he's alive. He was lost and he's found. Do you know that we are to celebrate with those who celebrate, to rejoice with those who rejoice, and to cry with those who cry, weep with them? Why? Because God is at work in each of these places, in each of these situations. Now, (laughs) don't look at him she's learned (laughs) don't look at him everything that the father has is mine but don't look at him he might ask you to do something to get it Paula those two little ones that you have that are not so little could I see them up here please oh thank you Yeah. oh I knew I shouldn't have come to church (laughs) come on down girls you're the next contestants on the pastor's game show. All right. Now, as you know, right here is fine. Right here. Okay. Now, what I'd like you to do is there's all these rolls of paper towels. I'd like you to take one. Okay. Now, I'd like you to distribute them. Just go around and distribute paper towels. Yeah. Now, you can come on down. That's okay. These other people don't deserve (laughs) them. They've been complaining about not being a participant on The Price is Right here. <laughs> so, now, I- okay, one of the good things was they picked up a roll. One, one of the thoughts was, I was going to think, you know, probably they, if I, it's hard to say to come up and take one and just take one. Because if I said take one, then I would have set you up to just take one, you know. But when you gave them out, you only gave one out. Why? Why didn't, and this, this isn't this isn't against you. Why didn't we just give them a whole roll? Then you have been done. Preachers, why you just <laughs> give one person a whole roll? I'm done. <laughs> God, you take him away. Have <laughs> I just given out a whole roll, I'd be done. Yeah. You see? But how many times? And I, you can go sit down. <laughs> Do you want a roll? You take one home. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, now, clean the windows. This is this is. I I'll, We'll close with this because you know it's time. But how many times have you been told, take one sheet at a time? <laughs> Don't use two. You can do it with one. <laughs> okay? We are so limited. And how do we know that God wants us to take the whole roll? Because in our mind, we're programmed, I can only take one sheet at a time. You know? And you go around, and what? It, well, you, you think I'm going to give you the whole roll? I'm not giving you a whole roll. I only got one roll. You go get your own roll. <laughs> but everything we share, God blesses. And what happens in God's blessing, in God's economy, is that we, we can't, no, I, I, if, if this were a true miracle, I would use this and use this and use this, and it would never run dry. Because what we do for God never diminishes his supply so everything we give away we give away in accordance with his will in our lives but i have a warehouse full of paper towels (laughs) i have a warehouse full of blessings that god wants to go through my life with and i am distracted by what other people get don't get things go wrong, things aren't working, things this, that. You know, we're complaining and bellyaching, and God is saying, everything I have is yours. Don't get hung up on what other people have or don't have. Do not become disappointed because somebody else got it. Do you know where that comes from? Okay, ready? How many have ever seen a pie? okay. A pie is sliced into six pieces. We each get one piece. But my brother, my brother would always eat two or three. Sometimes he'd eat the whole pie. And if my brother ate the whole pie, I didn't get any. We live in a limited supply mentality that. There's only so much to go around, and if they get more than what their share is, I'm cheated. God is saying to us, there is no limit to my supply. If they eat the whole pie, what is that to you? Because in your warehouse, there are an abundance of blessings that I can bestow upon your life, and don't worry about the whole pie missing. I've got a whole factory for you to have. <laughs> you see, the blessings of God are not, are not in a limited sum- amount The blessings of God are as bounteous as he is. (laughs) Okay? So when we take a roll of paper towels, and every time you think about using a paper towel and you only take one, take two. (laughs) Why? Just to prove God can do anything. Amen? Amen? Anyone, any improvements on this? I was working, struggling with this whole thought here. But anyway, you, you got the you got the message? You got the message? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. One got the message. The rest of you are just... <laughs> Let's <laughs> us stand. <laughs> if you, any of you need paper towels, I have some here for you. <laughs> and then the rest of you, see, you come up and take one because then there'll be other people saying, look at them, they took one, I didn't get one. See what happens? They got it and I didn't. Pastor likes them better than he likes me because I'm sure he told them ahead of time to come get one. <laughs> you see? Older brother, being distracted. Being distracted by real life events. Let it go. You have a warehouse of blessing awaiting your faith. <laughs> We have a warehouse of blessing awaiting our faith. Everything we do, we should approach it with prayer. God, help me in this. Bless me through this. Bless me so that I can bless others. (laughs) Let the abundance of your blessing be upon my life so that I can share it with others. Thank you, Father that everything that belongs to you is ours. So, Lord, we thank you for blessing us. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our selfishness. Forgive us of our limited sight that we might see your hand moving in our lives. And everyone who believes that this is possible for you, say amen. Amen. God bless you.